Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, Jim Nance, as always, thanks for the introduction there. We've got Cole Hammer this week. Of course, he's a hugely decorated amateur player. He's a senior at the University of Texas, and he's coming off a Big 12 championship individual win this past spring, as well as being on his second Walker Cup team. What was that like? We get into stories and Walker Cups uh, behind the scenes and, and just the feeling of being on that team. He really enjoys it, of course. Uh, diehard uh, Walker Cup kind of player. It was a big deal for him to get on a second team. Uh, that won here back in the spring, earlier in the spring. But yeah, we've got Open Championship discussion as well. He's never played in the Open, so a lot to look into for that. He's played in three U.S. Opens. Everyone was 15, we met him on the National Stage at the 2015 Chambers Bay U.S. Open. Is uh, out there with his dad, Greg, on the bag. It was a pretty cool week for the Hammer family. So we're going to get to Cole Hammer here in just a minute. And Encore Golf as well. Check them out. Vero X1 Golf Ball. I've been using it recently. I love it. Great control and feel around the green, but also has a good combination of distance and accuracy off the tee. So you still can maximize the moment of inertia is what we all need right off the tee. You can use my promo code B Clubhouse, the letter B Clubhouse, and get 10% off of Encore Golf on their website, EncoreGolf.com. All right, let's get to it. Cole Hammer on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, we got Cole Hammer on the pod, and wow, I mean, look at his resume, two-time Walker Cup player and winner both times. I mean, this guy won the South Beach International Amateur back in the wintertime. I mean, amateur four ball a couple years back before that, 2018. This guy has done a lot. University of Texas, of course, there's so much he's uh, contributed to that program. Cole, what's going on today? How's your summer going? Hey Garrett, how are you? Uh, it's going well. Uh, it's been it's been pretty hectic, to be honest. Um, played a lot of golf. I've had a nice couple weeks off last last few weeks, so it's it's been nice. And then uh, I'm trying to gear up for the for the finish here. It's going to go by pretty quickly. Yeah, well, you know, before we get to the finish, like think about your spring. I mean, it's been busy. Big Twelve at Prairie Dunes. You got the win there. Uh, Walker Cup. I mean, this it's been a hot spring for you. Anyway, how would you describe it? Uh, it's been, it, it, it feels like it's moved a thousand miles an hour, to be honest. I mean, starting in, um, uh, really last winter, uh, I wanted to make a, a final push to make the water cup team. And, uh, I was able to win the South beach and that put me in a good spot to do it. And then that automatically kind of made my spring that much more busy, um, with the college schedule and then adding a Walker cup in there and, um, played well, um, the team other than NCAAs. Uh, had a good season at Texas. And um, so it was an encouraging spring for sure with, with big 12s and everything. And Prairie Dunes is one of my favorite golf courses in the world, um, which is where they were playing big 12s. And uh, so to be able to win there was really special. Um, my dad or my family was actually members there for uh, like 12 years, I think, and 10 years maybe. Wow. And uh, so to kind of have that come full circle there was was pretty fun for me. And then uh, it was after Big 12s, it was just, you know, pedal to the metal with 
played in the Byron Nelson and Walker Cup and then regionals, nationals, U.S. Open qualifying, Congaree, and then U.S. Open. So it, it's been a lot of golf. I think I had eight weeks in a row in there uh, and I'm trying to put some weight back on that I lost in that time. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd imagine like just with so much uh, busy stretch, like you've got to manage things pretty well, but you know, I'm going to get into this real quick with British open. We'll get into this more later, but how do you prepare for a British open? I mean, you're in the States. There's only so much we can do, right? <laughs> uh, that is a great question. Ask me after I play because I've never prepared for one before, <laughs> Right. Uh, but I mean, I have been over there. The first Walker cup I played was at Royal Liverpool um, in England, uh, which is where St. George's is. So uh, you know, I'm going to try to use that as preparation. I mean, it's still golf. Uh, obviously you want to keep the ball a little closer to the ground and the winds, I think the winds heavier over there. It really, really affects the golf ball when you're on the coast like that. And, uh, so, you know, I've just been trying to work the ball a little lower with less spin, um, hit, you know, a couple more clubs from the same distance, uh, and really just kind of focus on short game because, uh, what it's going to come down to out there. And, uh, but you know, I'm just going to try to, I know it's cliche, but do what I do best, or at least try to do what I do best rather than, um, you know, trying to get outside my comfort zone and, um, play some different type of golf just because I'm on a different golf course. Yeah, no, I got you. And I know you had mentioned that you love, uh, being at Hoylake, uh, there, uh, what, a couple years back at the Walker cup. So you've at least tasted the experience in English, British, British golf. Um, exactly. 100%. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. I, I look at your career where you've been at and you've been rooming with Pearson Cootie or both Cooties, right? Uh-huh. Um, the so I lived, I lived with both Cooties freshman year and then uh, Pearson sophomore year and Pearson this past year. Well, really Parker too. He was just on the other side of the wall. <laughs> right. Well, I think about the, uh, one of my favorite parts about golf is the friendships that we make from golf, like the lasting friendships. And for you, when you have people like that on your team or people that you see every day, part of uh, Texas, like how cool is that? You know, young, you're, you're young point in your career, but how, how cool is it? You know, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, coming into school, I knew I was going to have a lot of fun on the team. Uh, I really didn't know how close I was going to be with them, but, uh, you know, three years down the road. I mean, I could say that, you know, the cooties are some of, if not my best friends and, you know, we're always pushing each other and uh, kind of ribbing each other, but it's been a great relationship and um, pretty fun that we get to kind of experience everything together and um, playing some of the same big tournaments together. And um, it's nice. I mean, Pierce and I, we're in the same playoff for the U S open this year That's in the right. qualifier. And I mean, we spend every day together, we played both practice runs together. And then next thing you know, we're in a playoff and it's just, it's just surreal because, you know, we go through the grind every day and um, we're sitting there in the middle of the semester, just thinking about how in the world we're going to get through school. Uh, and yeah. then next thing you know, we're playing golf in a major championship together. So there's been a lot of special things that have happened. Uh with us um in the three years we've been at school and um it's been it's been a great experience mm. well speaking of great experiences i, I know you how much you love the right or not the Ryder cup the walker cup it, being a part of those two teams what what's i guess maybe top three favorite memories in those uh two walker cups oh gosh um there's so many of them uh and but each experience was different i mean royal liverpool was you know we, we got to explore Liverpool, uh, explore the area and, um, 
that was entertaining. We got to kind of go see where the Beatles uh, were born, basically. And that was a great experience. And I'm um, trying to think. But uh, sorry, I'm really trying to figure it out here. But um, Or you could, if you want to start more recent and then go back too. I mean, that was yeah. pressure in your mind, I would say. Well, I, I still remember Liverpool like it was yesterday because that was such an incredible experience. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to pinpoint some kind of experience, but I guess it's not that specific, but I mean, uh, the atmosphere around the first tee box uh, for really both of them, uh, it's just like, unlike anything I've ever experienced, uh, I don't think I've been that nervous in my career ever as I was at Liverpool and uh, Seminole. Um, after Seminole and Liverpool, I got on the first seat at Torrey Pines and I was, you know, fairly comfortable, which was strange. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's something about representing your country that just, you know, spikes uh, the nervous system. And um, so I guess that was the most memorable thing for me because I'd never experienced anything like that in golf. But then again, being on a, on a team where, you know, you're playing with your peers and contemporaries and um, you're, you know, essentially going, going to battle with them against, uh, you know, the GB&I guys. Um, and so you really got to rely on other people, which unlike, you know, individual golf, I mean, that never happens. And so uh, you, there, there's a bond and a trust that forms because of that. And then, um, you know, thankfully we were able to come out on top both times. And um, we'll just say that we, uh, we had a great celebration both times. So, uh, you know, it's our captain, Nathaniel Crosby, always like to say, you know, playing in the Walker Cup's great boys, but um, winning the Walker Cup is a whole nother story and something that you'll never forget. And uh, I can honestly say that that is very true. And luckily, you know, we had Stuart Hagestad on our team who uh, had played in one before um, Liverpool. And uh, so he was able to kind of show us the ropes. Uh, so we, we had a great, great team uh both times and they were different uh obviously with um some of the older guys before and then it was kind of strange because john pack and myself and Stu were kind of the the old guys on the team this time <laughs> which was strange uh but you know two different experiences but all the same in in one sense hmm. well it's interesting um when i think about the rain delay and you guys got that creative uh, karaoke video. I mean, it was pretty fun stuff. I'd imagine, right. <laughs> Something like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I was trying to avoid that a little bit because of what happened that day. That was kind of the day that everybody got sick. And uh, I think it happened in that trailer, to be honest, we were, Oof. it was a rain delay and we were locked up for three or four hours in there. And we got so bored that Robbie wanted us to start, singing karaoke and i'm glad he did because it was an, uh, an absolute scene i think we were each trying to do like a we did karaoke to i think it was taylor swift song love story i think and then uh we each did like some kind of walk up song uh and we sang like the first 10 15 seconds of it individually and i think quaid and i did uh some skit to should have been a cowboy by toby keith and uh you know it passed time and i think we got we got a good laugh out of it and uh unfortunately 
it got shown to the world. We did not really want that to get out, but you know, Robbie's got a mind of its of his own and uh, ended up being hilarious. So, um, you know, some good came out of that sickness, I guess. Mm. How would you describe the team room and, and the bonding there at a Walker cup? It's uh, it's interesting. You play against them all year long, right? I mean, we're on different college teams and uh, play against them at amateur events and whatnot. And then you come together and, it's like, it's like your best friends. It's so strange. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know some of the guys on the team. Well, more so, I guess this time, yeah. I mean, there were a couple guys on the team that I wasn't that close with. But by the end of the week, we were, I mean, as tight as can be. Uh, and I think it all kind of depends on uh, the atmosphere that you create at the beginning. Um, if everybody is, you know, pretty quiet and reserved and into their own world and um you know becoming close a close-knit team is is hard and um i think some of us really tried to uh you know focus on having a team where uh, like an open communication-based team and uh i think that started with Stu. probably i mean he's so outgoing and uh, won't take no for an answer uh but and then we all kind of caught on and um some of the quieter guys on the team opened up and we were able to kind of, we were able to see what they were like, um, on a daily basis, uh, when they're comfortable. And, uh, like I had never really, um, gotten to know Davis Thompson that well. Uh, and I mean, I can say now that he's one of my, one of my best friends. I mean, we played together and, uh, he couldn't have been a better partner or, I mean, what an awesome guy. And I'm happy to see he's, he's playing well as a pro now. Uh, but the team room was, special there weren't our cooper dossie was an alternate and honestly he was our team leader as strange as that sounds he i mean he was always cracking jokes and giving you know inspirational uh team speeches uh before and after uh rounds and um <laughs> i'm laughing just because you know he did such a great job even though he never played and uh but yeah we it, it's it's fun being on a team and um being able to experience it with guys who uh you look up to yeah well you mentioned davis thompson to turn in pro like I, for you like with your career and obviously being a highly ranked amateur number one at one point um decorated career like how would you describe the pressure to turn pro and kind of managing all that um i'm not gonna lie it's there uh 100 i mean i think about it quite a bit and um you know i feel like i've proven to myself that I can compete at the next level. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I love college. It's been a great experience and um, I love my team and we have a great chance to win a national championship next year um, as we did this year. And we just didn't really come through unfortunately, but uh, so, and education is important to me. So, you know, I want to prioritize that, but um I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about turning pro at one point or another, um, just because, I mean, it's my dream to be a professional golfer. And, uh, but sometimes you got to be patient to realize a dream like that. And so I'm just trying to take it one step at a time and, uh, and go from there. Yeah. Well, what was, if it was one or a few things, but what really made you want to come back for your senior year? Honestly, uh, the bond that, we have as teammates uh we're, we're kind of in it together at this point and um 
you know, I, I love those guys and, um, you know, we're, we're all so close and, uh, I think it's, it's something that we all want to accomplish what, having a great year together and winning a national championship and, um, kind of doing it for coach fields and coach a bear and then coach Coughlin as well. And so, uh, it's really, really wasn't that hard of a decision for me just because, you know, at this point I'm, I'm bleeding orange and, uh, <laughs> and want to have one last shot at it. Yeah. Well, uh, Joe Griner on Twitter um, had mentioned or had, we wanted to ask kind of what you were just saying there, but what was being in college a priority for you and your family overall, like going in? Yes, it was 100 uh, percent. Both, both my parents went to SMU um, and then my dad went to grad school at Texas, which is kind of where my Texas connection starts and ends. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was important. I mean, uh, still is important. Uh, I'm in communication school, uh, which is, you know, it's not the hardest degree in the world, but it's, it's there. It just gave me more time to kind of chase what I wanted. Uh, so yeah, it's important to me. Uh, I wouldn't say it's everything. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of there to play golf. I feel like, um, but I've done well in school and, um, I'm, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I'm one of those kids that, uh, you know, will not do anything, uh, at half strength or half speed I'm going to go all in whatever and whatever I'm doing so uh school because I do that school can be a pain sometimes because I spend so much time on it and uh but at the end of the day it's all worth it um when I grab my degree and go from there yeah well as we wrap up kind of discussion about school um thoughts on the NIL and kind of what came out with that um I'm so excited I think a lot of us are, <laughs> are as well uh it's kind of a crazy time. Um, wild that it happens to be our senior year um, because it could have happened, you know, 10 years ago. So we're, we're, we're lucky that it's happening now, but at the same time, we're also the Guinea pig. So we need to be a little careful um, with, with how everything goes down, but luckily we'll have a good team around us to try to figure out um, what the best step is as, as far as sponsors and um, dealing with compliance and everything. So uh, it's, it's crazy to think that, college athletes are making money now uh i don't know how much it will affect golf i think it will a little bit at the at the very top um uh but you know i am definitely not complaining and i think it's going to be great for college sports it, it just you know the only thing that i'm a little worried about is it affecting uh some of the bigger sports like football i think it's going to have a huge impact on recruiting um, especially with some of the bigger schools and their connections, um, and their alumni and, you know, their desire to have a great football team, which, I mean, I guess the, everybody wants to see the great, the big schools doing well. Uh, but I think it might hurt recruiting for the smaller schools, which, you know, at the end of the day, probably the good players are going to go to the, the bigger schools, but still. Well, you said, yeah, you had to be careful, like, uh, from a golf perspective, careful in, in what sense there? Well, careful that, you know, uh, we're associating ourselves with the, with the right people um, because each, each contract is a one-year deal, uh, the year of eligibility. So, uh, you know, there's no point in kind of getting over your toes and signing with someone that, you know, you might not really want to be with in, in the long term. And, and it's just a, at that point, it'd be just a money grab, you know, because then, it almost becomes part of your image and then it's kind of tough to get away from that for a while. And so I just think that, you know, we really need to be cognizant of uh, who we're signing with and what, you know, 
we stand for and what they stand for and just kind of getting on the same page and making sure that signing the deals that make the most sense for us. I know that sounds pretty simple, but with all this coming out, it just seems like there's, you know, different opportunities coming in from all different directions. And uh, I just want to be sure that we're taking it slowly and being patient and uh, talking to everybody I need to talk to, to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Sure. That makes sense. You got to cover your bases. Uh, Richie Coughlin, uh, volunteer assistant at Texas. Again, a caddy for you in your first British Open here, Open Championship, uh, Royal St. George's. How much are you looking forward to having him on the back there for you? I cannot wait. Uh, he typically <laughs> will walk with me in college events, so he knows how to be my caddy, essentially, and he just carrying the bag for the first time. Uh, so I'm so excited. He's one of the, the funniest people I know, uh, and – he's Irish. He's got a little bit of a leprechaun kick to him and uh, he's going to be so much fun to have. He's someone that I've always looked up to and uh, talked to about my game. Um, and he, I mean, he was a great golfer in his own right. He had his European tour card and PGA tour card at the same time. I think he was like the first one to ever get through PGA tour uh, Q school and European tour Q school in the same year, uh, which was, I mean, that's an impressive feat of itself so um he knows what he's doing and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun out there and at the end of the day we're just gonna enjoy ourselves because i mean what an opportunity yeah well it's been an opportunity i mean it is your first open championship so what about that are you looking forward to um with royal st george's well uh growing up i was i was always the one to wake up at about 1 a.m and uh (laughs) sit on the tv and sit in bed and watch and watch TV for, you know, until, until the sun came up and then sleep once everybody was off the golf course. <laughs> so uh, I cannot wait to be the one doing the playing golf this time. Um, so the British open kind of holds a, a special place in, in my heart just because of the memories I have watching it with my dad in, in bed uh, early in the mornings. So uh, I can't wait for that. And then, you know, it's another major championship. I've played in the U.S. Open a few times, which has been great. And then I'm just excited to see what uh, you know, a different major, the, the experience of a different major and how it can be different and how it's the same. So um, luckily I have played in the U.S. Open a few times, and I'm sure that experience, those experiences will prepare me well for this. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a whole new deal, and uh, I'm excited to play a play a golf tournament in a country that's not the United States. I've done it twice. I played in Ireland, but uh, still it's a little different. Yeah. And who always going who uh, the hammer entourage. So my, my dad will be my coach and my mom will be my trainer and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of that, it, it is like uh, the, the restrictions are strict. You, you really have to confine it, right? Like what do you make of, of those restrictions? They are uh, pretty extreme. We'll put it that way. It's, it's not like we're playing golf in the United States. Um, you know, I'm not going to complain about it just because I'm playing in a major championship, but it is a little bit frustrating that we can't have more people come. Cause I mean, this is a big, you know, deal. big deal for a lot of people. And uh, you know, if, if I wasn't allowed to have my dad as my coach, my mom as my trainer, they wouldn't be able to come. Um, so, uh, and I think a lot of people are having to deal with that, but you know what? Uh it's going to be great. My parents are coming to the end of the day and, and, you know, I'm still playing golf. So I, I don't have too much of an issue with it. It's just going to be um, a little bit of a pain just going back and forth from uh, 
the house to the golf course and not be able to do anything else, but you know, that's the way it goes. And, um, hopefully we'll be back to normal soon. Yeah. When you say not being able to do anything else, like obviously like not being able to go to those restaurants and anything kind of like associated, can't, can't, you know, can't go, can't go anywhere except our house and the golf course. Right. And it just really anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an open championship, but it's not going to be maybe the same experience it would have been. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it would have been fun to kind of explore um, around the area and would have been fun to go to the finals of Wimbledon or something um, flying in. And, uh, but you know what, not going to happen this time. I'll just look forward to next time. Yeah. You mentioned growing up uh, with your dad, Greg, watching the open championship. So l- let me ask you this, like which ones really stand out from, from growing up? Oh, um, obviously a couple years ago, Spice win Burkdale. Um, and then, uh, the, the Stinson Phil duel was pretty impressive. Yeah. 2016. Um, let me think Louis win, uh, was pretty, I remember that one. Um, 2010 St. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the first one that I remember, I think. Uh, and then 15 Zach Johnson uh was pretty special i was playing it i remember playing it i was playing in the u.s junior then so i don't think i was laying in bed <laughs> but uh yeah i mean they all i just remember i would you know sit in bed on thursday morning and 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 just hang out all day long so i can't exactly remember my favorite one uh but i would you know louis win was pretty impressive and they all were but speech speech is the one that stands out to me yeah, it's funny yeah. that you talk. Well, a fellow Longhorn winning, especially the fashion that he won, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty darn impressive. Oh, uh, uh, Rory's win at uh, Hoylake, right? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, that yeah. was that was my that was I remember that one. Uh, for some reason, it was slipping my mind, but that was that was the most impressive to me. I mean, it was so cool to watch, and Rory was my favorite golfer. I mean, still is. You know, he's still right up there, and. Uh, so fun to watch. And, uh, so that was pretty inspirational for me. Mm. I, you know, you just dropped my memory. Uh, you got a chance to meet Rory for the first time at 2015 in your U S open, right? Yeah. Chambers. What was that like? I mean, it wasn't, uh, any, any, you know, long conversation or anything, but he, he was nice enough to take the time to personally come up to me and say, congrats. And, uh, I hit balls next to him and, uh, I think he, I can't remember if he told me or told my dad that, uh, or no, you know what? That was Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson told me, it was like, you know, you, you, you're good enough to compete. You, you ball strike it plenty well, which was nice, but Rory was in, incredible and, um, outgoing and cause he didn't have to be, I mean, he's, he was arguably the biggest name in golf at that point. Big time. Uh, and, uh, so he treated me with, I mean, nothing but, you know, respect and it was really cool. I mean, I'll never forget it. Yeah. What's funny, you talk about watching the Open Championship growing up. Like, I, I was the guy that didn't have cable, so I would go to my local golf course, Bartley Kavanaugh, and I would watch it, you know, all morning, right, in California. Right. And then I'd play 36 holes because I'm at the golf course. <laughs> right. I, I couldn't survive past Friday. I had no energy, but, you know, it's the Open, man. You got to sacrifice sleep, right? That's what Saturdays are for. Hop in bed and don't move. <laughs> um, what, what are you expecting? In terms of the course, uh, St. George, have you played that course at all or, or anything like that? No, I haven't played it before. Um, 
I've heard that it's fairly soft right now. Um, they've had a lot of rain over there. Um, so, you know, I don't really I know what to think of it because I've never seen the course, but um, it's not firm. It's not that firm and fast yet. Who knows if it'll get that way or not. Uh, I have heard that it is potentially one of the most challenging courses in the world. Uh, so, um, I'm excited for that test. Uh, I feel like I play better the harder the golf course is. Um, so I, I, I can't wait to kind of see how it's, how it's going to play. I'm going to have three or four practice rounds, which will be great, um, to really kind of learn the course. I'm going to spend a lot of time getting sight lines off the tee and then around, around the greens, because I feel like if it's if it's as hard as everyone says people are going to be struggling to hit greens and a good short game will go a long way how excited are you for your dad to be able to experience it knowing that he how much he loves the open <laughs> i can't wait uh <laughs> and i'm sure he's more he might be more excited than me honestly he texts me every day he's like <laughs> let's go to england let's go to england it's pretty funny but uh yeah unfortunately he's not caddying for me this time uh as much as he might want to uh but um, he, I know, I know he can't wait. He was at my first U S opens. He missed this one. Um, he had some other stuff going on, but, uh, I know he's just beyond excited to come, uh, this time. So we're looking forward to it. Great stuff. Well, Cole hammer. Great catching up here on beyond the clubhouse and, uh, enjoy your first, uh, open championship, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm excited. We'll, uh, catch up soon. Yeah. And again, so y'all remember, you can follow Cole on Twitter at Cole underscore hammer six, seven, six, five. And also on Instagram at Cole underscore hammer. Uh, you're not super active on Twitter though, man. It's been a couple months since I've seen a tweet there. What's going on? <laughs> I know. I just, I kind of lost my luster for it, to be honest. I, yeah. I'm sure I'll pick it up again soon. I just, I like it as a, I like my timeline, just scrolling through it and laughing a little bit, but I, I don't know. I feel like it takes a lot of effort to tweet and then you got to get back into it. And then I don't know. So I'm sure I'll pick it up again soon, but I'm just taking a little hiatus. Sounds good, Cole. All right, buddy. We'll catch up right, down the road. Man. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Big thanks to Cole Hammer. I love uh, his perspective on the Open Championship, growing up watching it, what it meant to him. Of course, Jordan Spieth is a huge deal that he won it in 2017. I uh, just love the anticipation with his dad. Getting up at 1 a.m. Texas time. That makes sense, right? That would be about 7, 8 a.m. in the U.K. when they would be teeing it off. So he's a diehard. This guy loves the game. So great to hear a little bit more about Cole Hammer and hope you enjoyed it there as well. Check out the YouTube channel and you'll see some stuff on Cole Hammer too.